When it comes to hard work, there's one important rule. Pick the right tool for the right job. That's why Chevy offers a family of Silverado pickup trucks designed just for the job. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. Senior Wealth Advisor and Market Strategist for Murphy and Sylvest, Paul Nolte. Morning, Paul. So Amazon is in, Walgreens is out. Uh, why, why did they decide to do this? Uh, I think it was just a popularity contest. Nobody knows uh, Walgreens anymore. Everybody goes to Amazon, or at <laughs> least online. Uh, <laughs> and th- this is not unusual. We've seen it before. Uh, you know, One of the older companies that's still in the Dow is Procter & Gamble. Uh, we've ditched GE uh, a while back. What's interesting, though, is if, if you go back over the last 20, 30 years of these switches that have gone on, those that have come out have actually done a little bit better than those that have come into the Dow. So you can mm-hmm. you maybe maybe pick up a little bit of Walgreens here instead. Uh, what's what's the PCE that uh, you uh, you genius investors are talking about here? We're talking about it, watching it very closely. Personal consumption expenditures index. Um, you have to have a couple cups of coffee to get that out straight. The way that we're this is the one that the Fed really watches for inflation, and this is the one that uh, comes out Thursday, I think it is. Uh, and so it's going to be watched very closely in line with what we've seen from the consumer price index, producer price index that were all above expectations. So the hope is that this comes in better than uh, expected, maybe a little bit lower, and gives rise to continued hope that the Fed's going to be cutting interest rates sometime this year. If not, we may see the Fed actually sit on their hands for most, if not all, of the year. There's now some discussion that maybe interest rates don't get cut because the economy is still relatively strong, wages and employment are good, and uh, inflation is still kind of high. So you really don't want to be cutting interest rates in the face of all of that going on because all that's going to do is throw a little gas under the fire. Uh, What are the uh, important economic reports that financial advisors uh, will be looking at this week? Well, you know, this week we get uh, GDP. It's the first revision of three. We get some housing data, and that, I think, is going to be one that is going to be important to look at because one of the things that we've noticed with the housing market, and this is coming as no surprise to anybody that's been out trying to buy a house, housing prices are still high, mortgage rates are high, but demand is still high. So... uh, if the housing market can cool a little bit, that will help the inflation number. It's a big component of a lot of the inflation indexes. The other thing that we'll keep an eye on is uh, the weekly jobless claims. Those have been running better than, lower than what we've seen in 2017, 2018, 2019, which again goes back to a very strong jobs market. Next Friday is when we get the uh, official unemployment number. This will play into you know how good that number is. It was a big surprise last month, and it may be another surprise this month as well. We'll get Fed speakers as well later this week. You wrote in your in your weekly newsletter that a cooling of the equity market, or at least a minor correction, could be the theme for March. Why do you feel that way? Well, we've seen out of the last 16, 17 weeks, the market's really only gone down uh, three out of those 17 weeks. Uh, we've gone an extraordinarily long period of time without a 2% down move in the equity markets. Uh, and historically, March tends to be a, a poor month of the year if you look at the calendar 
Uh, March is one of the top three months that uh, are poor performers, along with September and August. So historically speaking, uh, investors take a break in March ahead of uh, the uh, uh, your tax filing in April. Um, so there's a possibility that we see that, and that plays into maybe some stronger economic data, stronger inflation data that may come and disappoint investors. What's the impact AI is having right now, Paul? <laughs> it's all about uh, Nvidia. So, just you know, I'm 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 already apologizing to my grandchild that I have not bought enough Nvidia in his account <laughs> so he can retire next week. Um, it's it's really it, that is the the key driver for a lot of the companies, Microsoft, Amazon, um, and we're seeing it in Qualcomm. We're seeing it in Nvidia and a lot of the chip makers. I think what we're going to see over the next three to four or five years is a spreading out. It's not going to be so much the companies that are making the chips that go into AI. It's going to be the companies that are using AI. So you may go to a McDonald's or a Wendy's and, and AI is going to be taking your order and, and processing it in the back in the back uh, where you're going to have maybe just two employees in the store as opposed to maybe five or six today. Mm-hmm. That, I think, is where the benefit's going to come. It's going to allow companies to continue to keep fairly high margins. You mentioned retirement, and uh, this was interesting. I saw this the other day. One in eight people who are retired plan to go back to work in 2024. High costs, inflation, insufficient savings, uh, also boredom cited as reasons. And, And for a lot of folks, unforeseen expenses, for example... Caregiving for aging parents and supporting adult kids to uh, come into play. How is this affecting uh, the old rule? Uh, what was the rule you guys always talked about? The four, the four percent rule, yeah, four yeah. percent yeah. distribution out of. So yeah. all of your savings, investments, etc. Usually, uh, or the rule was, and this was this came about in the nineteen seventies. If you take four percent of your total net worth, uh, cash investable net worth, out every year the account would grow or continue to to uh, continue on for the rest of your life. So if you've got a million dollars, you can take $40,000 out a year uh, and still be okay. But you're right in the fact that a lot of the demographics are changing. A lot of the dynamics are changing. We're all living a lot longer. Uh, you know, it used to be, you know, 100 was a big deal. Now we see people turning 100 very regularly. Uh, many people live into their 90s regularly. And that's creating some issues with a lot of the safe, uh, social safety nets like Social Security, Medicare. Um, but it's also creating some uh, people that are, again, as you mentioned, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little bored. I've been at home now for 10 years. I've traveled. I've done this, that, and the other thing. I, you know, I need something else to, uh, to fill my time. Time or that's fulfilling to me, whether it's charity work or if it's just getting out of the house for three, four hours a day. So it has changed a lot of the workforce. And that labor tends to come a little bit cheaper. It tends to be more minimum wage type jobs as opposed to I'm going to retire and I'm going to work for $150,000, a year. Paul Nolte, Murphy and Sylvest. Are you real, Paul, or have I been talking to artificial intelligence here? <laughs> I hope it's the real intelligence, <laughs> yeah, <me> personally. <laughs> have a good day. Thank you. Take care.